following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to another episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... Founder of ToonamiFaithful.com, Paul Pascrillo. And... ASMRI, Derail Maddox. And... Caboose Jr. sneaking on once more. Shut up, Caboose. Okay. We're still in your wall. Thank you, Paul. What do you mean, we? (laughs) Now now it's a joint operation. Oh, no, 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 sir. I'm still in that wall, not you. I got dibs on it. Enough of your bantering, we have a guest. Exactly. Introduce yourself, sir. Hello, everyone. My name is Malik Levy. Damn, that's it? (laughs) Just Malik Levy? Come on, dude. Get a little bit animated. (laughs) (laughs) Who the hell you are? Gotta bring it. What do you do with your life? (laughs) What's going on? Tell me about your home life, Malik. (laughs) Oh, God. Tell me what Megan well, made the horrible mistake of lending somebody his G Gundam set and he'll never see it again. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, epic fail of a lifetime. You never I thought he could be trusted, but now I know you don't lend out the animu to even your best friend, or in this case your cousin. Dude, that's a taboo. Anime taboo, you never loan it out. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> if you can trust somebody, you absolutely should lend them out the anime. Because otherwise, how are they going to experience it for themselves? Buy right. sales? Exactly. Yeah. The thing is, he already experienced for his, it for himself. He watched it back in the day on Toonami. Oh. That's the reason why he wanted to, to borrow it in the first place. See, I would have been like... Well, then, then you would have made a grievous error. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes. you did. Lesson learned. This hand of mine is, is burning red. <laughs> yeah, we know why your hands burning red. <laughs> Ooh. Wait a minute. And and why is well, he on here, Sketch? Well, Malik is here because he is one of our faithful Patreons. Well, thank you very much, sir. Not a problem. You're going to be rewarded and probably hurt at the same time, so I, I'm sorry. It's okay. He's young. He can take it. <laughs> Remember, Darrell's abuse is a perk. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. <laughs> it comes with the territory. And the podcast, Indeed. apparently. Later on, we will be discussing the topic of Malik's choice, but we have a regular week of Toonami this week, and that means there's recaps to do, including the final episode of Parasites. But first, it is time for the Dimension W recap. <laughs> Dimension W, Episode 7, The Voice Calling from the Past. One rainy day, a teenage Kiyoma met a petite girl named Miyabi Azumaya, and he helped her get out of a bind. He was surprised that she wasn't afraid of him, like most people, and was also surprised that she still uses an old camera that doesn't use coils. 
Over time, they fell in love. While the two of them are attending college, Miyabi is diagnosed with an incurable disease that would cause her muscles to degenerate. She is expected to have five years left at the most. After shaking down some doctors, he is led to believe that the only person who might be able to save Miyabi is Dr. Seira Urizaki. That's the wife of the other Dr. Urizaki. Kiyoma seeks her out to beg her for help, but is apprehended by her bodyguard, Colin Keyes. Colin Keyes assesses Mabuchi's abilities and offers him the opportunity to join Grendel, an elite group of soldiers, in order for Miyabi to become one of Dr. Seira Urizaki's test subjects. Kiyoma asks Miyabi to marry him and begins going on missions as part of Grendel. On the day of Miyabi's surgery for a full body transplant, Grendel is sent on a mission to Easter Island, most of which is blocked from Kiyoma's memory. When he awakens, he is told by Alfred that they won the war, but those two were the only survivors. Kiyoma is devastated to hear from Dr. Urizaki and Tsubaki that Miyabi died in a fatal coil accident, turning his hatred toward the coils, feeling that they have cost him everything that was dear to him. In the present, Kiyoma and Mira set out to Easter Island, and Prince Salva explains to New Tesla that he has summoned collectors to investigate Easter Island so that whatever is found may be shared rather than starting another war within the company, stating he wants to use collectors because he's not sure who within the company can be trusted. He offers these collectors $50 million to complete this task. The collectors include Harry and Debbie Eastriver, Yuri Antonov, Jason Hero Chrysler, the Hitman KK, Scorpion Cat Cassidy and Sanchos, and Elizabeth Ellie Greeno Smith and Loser. They are to retrieve a single coil which has begun working on Easter Island, and it seems to be allowing the region to recover from the nothingness of possibility. Salva and the collectors travel to Easter Island on the QI-4's airship, the Grodia, under the command of Cedric Morgan. Meanwhile, Kiyoma and Mira are being flown there separately by Al, taking Kiyoma's new car to help him race to new Tesla's experimental facilities where the biggest dimensional malfunction in history occurred. The Grodia suffers power loss as it nears the island. A strange sphere enters the ship, killing some of the crew, but leaves Cedric Morgan unharmed, showing that it has a will of its own. Unable to handle the adverse weather, the sphere, and other problems, the Grodia crashes. Okay, so there's a lot going on in this episode. Uh, we get a full flashback, and we, we learn about Kiyoma's past and why he hates the coils. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the love of his life and all of that. And his time working as a beast of Grindel. And then we flash forward to the future. Well, we flash forward to the current time where Salva has gathered a whole bunch of collectors to go to Easter Island. At this point, it seems a bit like Wacky Racers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that they're going around in an airship makes me really think of Battle City from (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh! You wouldn't have anything to say about that, would you, Malik? About the episode in general? I was making a Yu-Gi-Oh joke. (laughs) (laughs) Please share your thoughts. My bad. Um, 
I rather like this episode, all things considered. I'm going to admit real quick, I didn't watch the dub episode because I was very busy last night. And I actually put up the um, the talkbacks on Tune, on Tune Zone. And I completely forgot about that until like last minute. So I'm just rushing for everything. But anyway, the episode, I really did like it, even though I'm not going to lie. I did, when I watched it in sub, I did laugh at the part where Kiyom was just angsting over his, lo- her, over his lover just dead with the um, pupilless eyes. I, I just, I couldn't, I kind of couldn't take that seriously. I kind of laughed. It was his yeah, Darth Vader so. moment. <laughs> Reminded me of Wolverine. I don't know why. Like, that was Ooh. the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people equate Kioma to Wolverine. Only because of the afro, man. <laughs> it's his savage nature. Hey, dude was badass, man, until he came up against Colonel, uh, Major Armstrong with the hair. <laughs> yes, we, we see, even early on, he has quite the skill at throwing things. Yeah. Is that literally the only reason that they showed him throwing the can? Just <laughs> like, look how good he was at throwing things. And now he throws... Ninja weapons, because he's good Spindars. at throwing things. I always thought those things that he was throwing were freaking um, um, acupuncture needles or something. They look vaguely like them. A bit bigger, but since acupuncture needles are like a bit smaller, but eh. Mm. Yeah, was, well, they're needles of some sort. Mm. And then he has blades, wires, and all kinds of other manners of things. Well, he is a ninja, so he would be using those kinds of spikes, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I felt bad for him, man. Like, seriously, dude. He understood that his booty supply was gone once his wife was dead. Mm-hmm. That's hard for any man to deal with. Balls ain't gonna get waxed no more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he's... <laughs> he's kind of a tough customer. He uh, doesn't get many ladies, apparently. <laughs> Dear Kioma, shaking down doctors is not how you get information, or apparently it is. But dude, trust me, in today's society, dude, that's the only way you can get any kind of help from a doctor is by shaking them down. Kioma had the right idea. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know, man. Maybe I need to do that. Can can we all talk about how great Jason Chrysler is? <laughs> <laughs> I love important? Jason Chrysler. <laughs> I feel like his name is a good swear word. <laughs> Jason Chrysler. <laughs> First thing I thought about was the car, man, when I heard the name. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, obviously. That dude is so American. And then um, you had KK the hit, man. I'm like, yeah, we always got that dude in the hood named KK. <laughs> I am rather hoping that he... I, I was rather hoping he'd be voiced by the guy who was Satoshi on Michiko and Hachin, but it it's not him, uh, but it is, it is a black guy named Ray Hurd, who's, uh, he's, he's been a few characters, notably Kizaru in One Piece. Good good on them. But I was still kind of hoping for the guy who was Satoshi, because that would have been banging. Yeah, Satoshi had that, <laughs> he had that hood mentality for real. That was a true killer right there. Scratching his ass and balls, man. He's the 100. So, yep. Sounds like Jarrell. Whatever. In front of little children. <laughs> <laughs> he gives none. He does not care. 
Mm-hmm. What's the deal with everyone going to Easter Island? Well, it went for Easter. Uh, we know that much. No, but like, what's the deal with like Easter Island and Japanese media? Between this and like something like what's the game? Paradosis or whatever the hell that name is. Like Easter, Japan just has like a thing with Easter Island. Might as well. Or at least Moi heads. Easter Island's cool, man. Got a whole bunch of stone heads in the ground. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like after, named after a holiday and stuff, but uh, it was probably there before the holiday. Shall we uh, get to the talk back? Indeed. Yeah. Enviro Blazer D writes in. Wow, Kyoma got his ass kicked by a homunculus chimera hybrid of Alex Armstrong and Fuhrer Bradley. <laughs> Somebody he has... certainly did look like that. Also, what is it with that guy always voicing cops? I don't know, man. Maybe he's just wanting to be a pig all his life. I was, yeah. just, waiting for the, I was just waiting for the shirt to rip off, man, to see the muscles in the glowing, dude. Yeah. That would have been perfect. Yeah. Pretty sure that was Mark Stoder, who was... Uh, uh, like the the police guy on uh, Case Closed. Inspector McGuire, by the English name. <laughs> Lord Terminal writes in, is it me or are the creators of Dimension W big Marvel fans? Because I'm getting a huge Marvel vibe from this episode. Wolverine! Mm, yeah, I, I could definitely see that, but I'm also seeing this is... Pretty much set up a battle city. <laughs> All right, maybe I'm reading too much into the fact that they're going some destination with lots of various characters on a you know, flying ship. But come on, <laughs> come on now. They want a dirigible. But Lord Terminal's not the only one thinking Marvel. No, no, Gamer for Life One Two Three says, "OMG, Kioma got the Weapon X program." Well, I don't think that's entirely accurate, but yeah, pretty close. He just got put into an elite unit. As there were more than a couple of, uh, they're forming the Avengers. Assemble? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sakio Kuriyama writes in, says, and now we know why Kiyoma hates coils. They took the love of his life. Ooh. <laughs> Bastards. Yeah, she was a hipster anyway. Oh, <sighs> that is so cold. She did have a penchant for old things. Yeah. I, think, I feel like that's part of the reason why Kiyoma likes old stuff now. Yeah. Because Miyabi liked old stuff. She was into the retro scene, man. Yeah. Got that camera from her grandpappy. It's contagious. And would not replace it with a better camera because it's what brought them together. Oh, isn't that adorable? <laughs> so good look, Chuck. Mm, Miyabi's an angel. Yes, she is an angel now. In one. <laughs> the disregard yeah. for Adam my human life, the rail you have hit your lowest. Yes, you have. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and lastly, Frank Full Metal writes in Dimension W got so much better in just one episode. Kiyoma's backstory was so sad and tragic. I can't wait for the next episode. Indeed, Frank. 50 points. Mm. He knows why I said it. <laughs> I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. Hey, look here. What me and Frank talk about in private is none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't Harry Potter drill, okay? Anybody but... else noticed that uh, Steve Jobs works for New Tesla? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tweeted about that last night. Yeah. New Tesla is actually Apple. <laughs> yeah. Who knew? <laughs> 
Then who's Windows in this continuity? Microsoft. They just don't exist they, anymore. They, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, now I'm jumping out. Everything I wouldn't want to live in that universe. Let me join you. <laughs> There's always room for more and more. Absolutely. Well, I guess that'll do it for this week's Dimension W recap. Uh, lots of stuff going on here. We are trugging along with this story arc that will go until the conclusion of the series. Yep. But we have some Dimension W related news, among other things. So, here's a quick little news segment for you. From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Toonami Tumblr, this is Toonami News, powered by ToonamiFaithful.com. First up on our news, and uh, I must apologize for not getting to this sooner. It completely slipped my mind <laughs> the past couple of episodes that we recorded, because this news... Uh, came out on the 28th of March. Wow, talk about late. Yeah, yeah, sorry. You're lighter that. than the proms queens, period, dude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, we are here to report that Dimension W is getting an OVA episode exclusive to the Blu-ray release in Japan. Now, that does beg the question whether or not Toonami will be able to air that episode... Chances are not very likely, <laughs> but I don't know. It's it's kind of a weird situation because Dimension W started 13 weeks away from Memorial Day weekend. So if it ends on the 12th episode and they don't play that OVA, which is probably what will happen, that means they'd have to start a new show the week before Memorial Day or, I don't know, do some kind of preemptive programming. So, yeah, kind of... It would work real well if they could play it. Uh, it's just since that OVA is not coming out until August in Japan, uh, probably not going to be available. No. And we don't have any idea what that OVA entails. So there's that, too. Well, you never know. They could pull some Adult Swim BS crap like they did when the first episode of Squid Belief did. Just half finish the episode. Just show it half still and half animation. <laughs> just think, I don't care. What's going on there? It's already dubbed. <laughs> Maybe. We're co-funding this. It, It'll be interesting to see if this does or doesn't get to air on Toonami. I mean, I figure if it doesn't air on Toonami within this run, then it probably won't. But who knows? It's probably just the beach episode. Oh, gosh. Because <laughs> there's got to be a beach episode, right? Hot Springs episode. Come on, mm -hmm. guys. Because you all want to see Loser's daughter in a bikini, right? <gasps> How dare stop, you? Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Already. I know you're all a bunch of dirty pedos. Like hell, dude. If she ain't got boobs, I ain't trying to look away. Moving on to our other news, and this is more or less breaking news of the time of this recording. Uh, Nerdist.com reported that Kodansha is making a special deal with Amazon and Comixology to release same day as Japan chapters of Attack on Titan. 
on Comixology and Amazon's Kindle store. So this is good news if you're keeping up with Attack on Titan. More ways to keep up with Attack on Titan. And uh, that, that'll do it for the news, I guess. Well, I do uh, briefly want to mention that Crunchyroll is now streaming... Uh, Crunchyroll and Daisuke are now streaming Gundam Unicorn as a TV version cut for television that's airing in Japan right now. So if you haven't seen Gundam Unicorn, it's a good way to do it. Certainly a more affordable way to do it. Mm. <laughs> 50 episodes for each, for each, 50 minutes, 50 dollars for each episode. Screw that, noise. Yeah, it's actually somewhat reasonable to rent them on uh, PSN and other things. It's like, I don't know, like four bucks. But if you actually want to own those, yeah. Yes, I want to own them. I kind of do too. But I haven't seen beyond maybe the third OVA, so I'm looking forward to actually being able to finish the series in this manner. It's actually supposed to run two core or six months, so to speak, which is probably longer than people would have expected, seeing as the OVAs is uh, seven, seven episodes, one it's of which more... is 90 minutes and the others are about 50 so you would not necessarily think that that would be enough for six months of content, but actually it comes out to be pretty close. But there should be some supplemental scenes aside from the new openings and endings. And I think I did mention this at some point, but I wanted to actually acknowledge that it is now available to watch the first two episodes as of this recording. It's on, uh, it's on Crunchyroll and it's not on a week delay like uh, Iron-Blooded Orphans was. Which Thank I you. appreciate because, you know, I can stomach watching things on Daisuke, but I don't prefer to. <laughs> I think it's going to run 22, 24 episodes because the previous series that aired beforehand was about 22 episodes. So they have to, like, even that out if I had to guess anything. It's actually become rather unusual for a show to not have any weeks off in a full six months, but well, we'll see. We'll see what they do. We were lucky with Space Dandy, maybe this time around. Well, that had a break. Well, uh, it had a core long break, but it didn't have any breaks within the actual seasons. Right, right. It was a full 13 each. 13 split core. But it like this, Sketch. Yeah, even hookers need a day off. Oh. <laughs> Ain't that right, Paul? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> you bringing me in? Oh, this? my. <sighs> well, that'll do it for the news. And that means that it's time to discuss the final episode of Parasite. You got to know, know Lisa, we Parasite, episode 24, Parasitic Beasts. After the incident at City Hall, the threat of the parasites has seemingly disappeared. Shinichi considers the possibility that they have either adapted their diets, like Reiko Tamura said that she did, or have simply become much better at blending in with the rest of the populace. Migi appears in one of Shinichi's dreams to tell him goodbye, revealing that he will enter a dormant state and may never awaken again. Migi has decided that he has taken in enough information for now and would like to work with just what he has rather than to take in more information. 
Shinichi is surprised to hear that the curious Migi no longer desires the remaining wealth of knowledge life has to offer. Migi explains to Shinichi that when he awakes, he will have an ordinary right hand once again, and wishes that Shinichi will forget all about him. One year later, Shinichi and Murano are going steady. Shinichi thinks back to the time he spent with Migi and the battles that they fought for the sake of humanity and the sake of himself. He admits that he could never understand Migi, but has come to the realization that parasites are also the neighbors of humanity, and humanity's desire to protect other species and the environment is ultimately for selfish reasons of not being alone and not causing their own extinction. He notes that everyone lives off everyone else. Shinichi decides not to tell Uda about Migi, noting that Migi's dormant state is unique even among the parasites. Uragami appears before Shinichi and takes Satomi hostage on the roof of a building. When Shinichi arrives, Uragami has already killed two other people that were on the roof. Shinichi pleads with him as Uragami holds a knife to Satomi's throat, demanding answers. When Shinichi is about to answer, Satomi tells Shinichi to go find the police and proceeds to berate Uragami. Uragami gets fed up with her talk and pushes her off the building. Shinichi allows himself to get stabbed in the arm in order to land a blow knocking out Uragami. He quickly reaches for Satomi, but fails to grab her hand in time. Shinichi collapses in anguish. He wonders why it is that we get sad when an organism that we got to know suddenly dies. Migi appears to Shinichi in his mind, suggesting that these feelings show that humans simply have too much time on their hands, but those feelings are also their greatest gift. He closes by telling Shinichi he's grown tired and that he should be doing the holding now. Shinichi awakens to find he is holding Satomi. He thanks Migi for helping him once again. They lay on the roof reminiscing about the dog's burial. Shinichi tells Satomi that he ended up burying the dog under the tree, and she knows that he did the right thing because he's Shinichi Izumi. As the series comes to a close, Shinichi's final thoughts are that we are all born here together and we live our lives trying to understand each other using the little bits of reason that we find along the way. We strive to find someone to relate to, and once we do, it's already over. Such a great series. He's, he's still laying there with the knife <laughs> and his freaking arm. <laughs> I people was, think he's dead. I was all three days with an arrow in my scrotum. Oh, nobody, nobody needs to know about your scrotum. Oh, the crane does. That oof. sounds I, unpleasant. Don't worry about it. It's a Kingdom of Heaven reference. <laughs> so this episode is a cool down. You know, the the big fight happened in the previous episode, and and now we get the closure. We see what Shinichi's been up to in the past year. We don't really flash forward too far, which. I don't know if I necessarily wanted to see beyond this point, but I was kind of curious to see what, I don't know, Shinichi would do with the rest of his life. Like, you know, other than bang Murano. <laughs> I mean, he already did that. I mean, like, seriously, look, one year later they become a couple. Dude, they became a couple when he got coitus. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that we had been dating all this time right, you know you're really mean to me sometimes <laughs> you realize you realize like his father hasn't even been in the picture since like yeah what's his father been up to <laughs> yeah, i know 
Like he's probably drinking his troubles away. Probably. Well, his dad actually stopped drinking, man, and probably got oh. his stuff together. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know. Hey, sometimes you gotta drink it down in the bottle, man. You saw one too many crazy things and went, I need to stop drinking. <laughs> I, dude, if I saw that much crazy stuff, I would keep drinking. Never mind. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh-huh. Lots of philosophy dumps in this episode. Yeah, it was. I was getting some Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood final episode flashbacks. I got mm. a, oh no, I got a little bit of Descartes and Nietzsche up in there. <laughs> Certainly very interesting discussions. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like ultimately this show is more about the philosophy and less about what Shinichi went through and the threat of the parasites because... I, they say that the threat of the parasites has pretty much disappeared and Shinichi's ordeal is kind of over, but I I kind of feel like the author just wanted to say a bunch of stuff and once he had done that, he was just ending it. Good for him. I mean, you know, this is like the ultimate circle of life, man, on steroids. <laughs> oh, I didn't know this was yeah. uh, Lion King. No, this is Parasite King, son. Parasite King. Oh, okay. Long live the king. No king, no king. La la la. (laughs) Yes, there will be a king. And when you said, all right, I need to stop. Yeah, Yeah, please. (laughs) Before your mic cuts out again. (laughs) Hey. Oh, that's that's gonna keep happening. <sighs> but yeah, it it really was a good episode, though. You know, the final episode it gives you a lot of closure, though. Yeah, it does. I mean, it I does. You know, I don't feel like I was unsatisfied with the ending at all. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely I feel wanted like to see. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing is you never get an answer as to what the parasites were and why they existed. You just kind of have the vague idea that maybe somebody used them to cull humanity. But if that is the case, and they just kind of bled into society, they're not culling humanity anymore. So they kind of lost their purpose. Well, they kind of adjusted and adapted, man. And, you know, it's the point that you kind of have, like, this symbiotic relationship between the human race and the parasites. And, you know, Mm -hmm. for any other organism to survive... You actually do have to adjust and adapt to it. Now, if you look at Darwinism, this is a classic case of that. The parasite found a way to adjust and adapt to the um, environment that we're in. Nature finds a way. Thank Thank you, Jurassic Park. And Darwin. So we're good on that. Mm -hmm. So how about we get into some of them damn talkbacks? No. I have things to say. Wait a minute, you he actually got something to say? say. I, I have I have more things to say as well. Go first, uh, you may. I thought it was interesting that they brought back Irigami, and I feel that was mostly to the point of just showing how monstrous human beings can be to each other. And plus, you know, he's a compelling character all on his own. So it's like he's just that special kind of crazy that it's, I don't know, there's something about him that you like because he's he's telling it like it is. But at the same time, he's he's such a terrible individual and a, and a creep. <laughs> and how dare he do such terrible things to Satome and kill those other people? It's like, what the hell, man? Yes. 
serious. A dude was trying to get some booty, man. He got cut up. Like, dude, ain't nothing worse than trying to get booty and then you get stabbed, man. And mm. that goes out. That just that's a deal killer right there. I mean, uh-huh. but then again, you got to look at it, man. This dude did fap to that chick, man, when they had him behind the glass. And then he said he could have got off again to Shinichi, man. <laughs> that dude was freaking monster. He had problems from the get-go. But he did keep it 100 and say what was on his mind. Yeah. True. True. I mean, they definitely needed to some closure with him. I mean, he after the 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 sting operation, he just disappeared. You don't yeah, you don't know what happened to him. I mean, he's he's still definitely a threat. So I'm just mm-hmm. glad that uh, you know now that he's dealt with. Yeah, they put him down good. Yeah, they did have to tie up that loose end, so it's it's yeah. good that they did that. And you know, when he disappeared in the raid, it was like, mm, we're probably gonna see that guy again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that guy is too crazy not to pop up again. No, he didn't need to live, man. You know, seriously, in it, like, if I was in jail, then I got a chance to get away, man. Trust me, I'll go somewhere in the country and start a life with a big-breasted chick, man, and be dead with it. Mm-hmm. Of course, you true, true. Shut up, Paul. Just All right, Paul. What are your thoughts on the episode? Oh, well, well, I'm just not, I'm not going to just talk about the episode. I'm going to talk about the whole series altogether. Uh, first of all, how many animes can we say actually end well? Not many. Not, not many. many. So, not a lot. So congratulations to Parasite for actually doing the right thing. Um, so that that was well yeah the smart thing definitely <laughs> waiting for the manga to actually end and then taking 20 years to finally do an anime adaptation not a lot of anime series <laughs> do that That's, that is true so i mean great ending to the series uh i i do think that they brought or they brought him back because they wanted just to kind of bring it all back together like bring the loose ends together and get it and get it done with because well we probably all were wondering, hey, where's that asshole anyways? Because <laughs> we hadn't heard anything about him. We hadn't heard any, like, major... I mean, the only thing we heard was that there were robberies or something going on. Like, there was a lot of crime going on. So that was the only thing we heard. We didn't hear anything about murders. So it's quite interesting that all of a sudden he pops up when Shinichi's life is going well. And it seems like he was on, like, the police were closing in on him, too. So I guess it made sense that he was trying to like do one final thing before he I guess get his jollies out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I guess he was looking. He was one. he was seeking out Shinichi just to see because he knew that he was a parasite, but he also knew that he wasn't just your normal parasite. That he was uh, in between, meaning he was both human and parasite. He actually references that in that. I guess, speech, so to speak. So, mm-hmm. um, I thought that was great. And, again, I mean, it, this series has this thing about just... I, I said it on Twitter, like, it, it has this this way of, between the action and the gore, pretty much bringing these meanings in. And it that all mends and continuously does well together. Which is which is really interesting because you don't see that also in anime too. Sometimes it sometimes it works, sometimes it just works out really bad, and yeah, especially at the ending of an anime. So um, yeah, I, I thought this episode was really good, and again, 
having an ending that actually ends the anime appropriately is really good. Uh, that said, about the series, well, and I will probably make a couple of your heads spin when I say this, I think this is the best anime that has been on Toonami since it came back on Adult Swim. I'll, mm. let, I'll, let, I'll let you guys digest <laughs> I can agree with that. I, I will mm. let you digest that. Can I shit it out later? Yes. <laughs> that, that, don't do it around me, please, because it might smell. Okay. I would maybe make an argument for Space Dandy for doing very unique things, but as far as stories go, by far, Parasite. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, Space Dandy did more than one thing, it, not just for Toonami, but for the anime community. But, but that would, says nothing to the quality of the show. Right, right. And, that, and that, if you're looking for the quality of the show and what it, what it did, this is the show. I there's Since it's come back, this is the best show. And this is almost, this happened three years into Toonami being back. So... Congratulations, Tsunami. There's your best series so far. <laughs> At least in my opinion. Black Lagoon? And it came from Sentai of all places. Exactly. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> what that a yeah, because people yeah. didn't believe that we weren't going to get a Sentai show, but I always kept the faith. I said uh, that we would get a Sentai show at some point. You know, I really like Black Lagoon, but I feel uh, it, it kind of meanders. No, Black Lagoon got cheated, man, because people didn't step up and watch like they should have. True. Because it had everything that you wanted, blood, gore, action, booties, knives, and guns, and sweet, sweet racks. <laughs> but there again, like, I don't, we didn't have the Toonami stream then, so I, I think that if the Toonami stream were around during that time, it probably would have gotten a couple different plays on it, and it would have done a lot better. But... Unfortunately, it wasn't, so, you know. It didn't even get to run the OVA, and that, that makes me sad. Yeah, I was kind of a little... Well, you know, that was because of the movie, so, you know, what are you going to do? Mm. No, trust me, if they would have got the OVA, man, it would have just came full circle with the um, series. Mm. I mean, because it was probably... I would say that the OVA was probably more gory than the series itself. Mm, yeah. It went to a very <laughs> dark place. Understandable. It wasn't airing on TV, so it made sense. Probably a few little edits here and there, but hey, I'm sure it could have aired, but it, you know, Black Lagoon just did modestly, so there wasn't really incentive to play more. Yeah, but mm. I love the series, though, man. For one simple fact, man, you didn't have a, you didn't have to have a Captain Sabaho, cause these women was tough on their own, man. Exactly. True. Especially True. Bella Lyka, man. Look <laughs> what she did, the right, man. But if you do have a Captain Sabaho, he's got to be at least as cool as Shinichi. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, getting back to getting back to Parasite. So um, I would say that this is well. I, I said it. What was it about halfway through the series that this was in my top ten? It will be in my top ten shows. Hopefully, we'll do one at the end of this year. Because um, we do one what every other year. So. Might as well do it this year. Um, by the way, I already told CJ that he's going to have to be on there. He has no choice. Don't <laughs> <So. laughs> no um, worry about it. I kidnap him. Yeah, exactly. By um, gunpoint. So, hmm. I don't know where I'm going to put it yet. Um, it, may not, it may not actually be number 10. It may actually be higher. It may go in my top five. Hmm. And I think, I think a lot of people know that... I believe I don't think anything broke the top five the second time around 
I don't remember. I'll have to listen back. But yeah, uh, enough back. about your list. But yeah, um, <laughs> shut up. So I, I mean, I, I think this is this is just. I mean, this anime really surprised me. I didn't, I didn't think it would be as good as it was, and I ended up being pleasantly surpri- surprised by it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I would say if I had to rate the series, I'm I'm somewhere in the realm of nine to nine point five out of ten. Mm. It, but the problem is, is you can't give it a you can't give it a ten because it has it has its issues, namely the school. <laughs> oh boy! And we're not going to talk about that, but you know that just I just oh, it's still going on about this. Yeah, I'm like, well, I mean, that's not, that's not the only years. one. That's not the only issue, but I mean, that that's one of the issues, and it's kind of like, mm, I don't know if I can make that believable. But then. You know, like like we were pointing out in this ending, he gets stabbed, yet there's no bleeding going on. No blood coming down his arm. Oh, yeah, well. he he did have some blood coming down his arm at a point. Yeah. So I yeah, I feel like if there is something to criticize Parasite on, it's the as as nice as the relationship between Shinichi and Satome is overall, it. It wasn't really well developed, I feel. No. <laughs> it was really one sided to me. I, I th- no, they clearly liked each other about as much. I think it but, liked each kind other, of... but only. Go ahead. It all started with a boob grab, though, man. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Maybe it's because this was originally written in the 90s, but it wasn't the best written love story. No. I mean, it's still a better love story than Twilight. God I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> you know I was, dude. Come on, man. Uh, like I'm glad they got together in the end, but it, it's almost like why? Why do I care? <laughs> I want to say a little something about the show real quick. Go ahead, please do. I really like the show. I'm glad I took like a chance on it when it was originally streaming on Crunchyroll because I didn't have nothing better to do, and I'm like, oh, Parasite. I remember seeing pictures of this manga once upon a time. I'll give it a look. And it turned out to be like one of the one of, one of my favorite anime series of 2015. Or was it 2014 it premiered? I forget. 2014. 14, okay, thank you. And I really, really liked it. Like the dub took some time to get used to, but everything else about it was pretty good. Like good animation. And even though I know some people have their issues with the soundtrack. It took some time for me to get used to it, but now I honestly can't imagine any other um, kind of music playing in the background in that series. I mean, it's dubsteppy as all get out, but (laughs) I love it. And the dub performances, when I first heard this was being presented by Sentai, I kind of went, oh, God. You got to remember that Stephen Foster's not there anymore. I know. Steven Stopster's not there anymore. <laughs> but um, even then, I still like High School of the Dead. I, I like that dub, even if it's, you know, Narmi is all get out. They really did a really good job with the dub. Cal Jones, the voice director, and all the other actors should be really commended for a job well done. I They've agree. all done really good, really good work. And while I was a bit iffy with it, with, um, I'm set, I'm gonna say, with a Comica Kills dub, um... This one, I feel they did a really good job. I was unsure with Shinichi's voice at first. Like, in the early episodes where he still got the glasses for whatever reason. Because they weren't during the manga. But, um... Eventually, it got over me, you know, when his character changed and all that stuff. 
Well, that's my two cents. I really like the um, show as a whole. Definitely one of my top five, maybe ten anime series. Mm. Yeah, I, I would I would say definitely that that's part of it too. Is the um, the voice cast for the English dub wonderful? Mm-hmm. But it was. I think this was like. I mean, it's obviously. I mean, we we've heard obviously better anime out there that have had probably better voice acting but this this was this was really good i i was i was very pleasantly surprised by this you know um and you know we, we just have to give it up to kyle for uh doing the the great work that he does so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know i, I the whole I cast to, really fantastic job and i, and I have especially to agree especially britney carvosky mm-hmm. yeah. right i do have to agree that you know a comic guy kills voice cast wasn't always the best but there again like you know I, I, I think, yeah it, i mean I, I think that sentai did a very good job with this and I, and I hope that they they do a very good job with whatever else comes to tsunami and i'm it's sure a little rough around the edges yeah like part of me still hopes high school of the dead will air on tonight but i know it ain't gonna happen well we can we'll always see, dream though we'll see what sentai comes to tsunami with because I'm sure it won't be very long before another Sentai show should It seemed like Gil was interested in that happening, and Jason was not. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, um, great equal fool's joke. Um, before I don't know if you guys talked about it in the previous podcast, but y'all kind of fooled me um, with that April Fool's email joke from before. Email. Oh, the... With the um, Sentai new robot... Um, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> giant robot week. There we go. Oh. I didn't read it all the way through, and I'm thinking, well, I don't know, like well, this could be a lie. I'm very, I'm very unsure of myself during April Fools. Well, you shouldn't laugh because Kyle, which is uh, one of the, was the director of, he was, he was a comic got killed too, right? Yeah. No, it wasn't Kyle who commented on that. It was, uh, it was a one of the actors. Oh, was it? Oh, okay, I thought it was Kyle. Yeah. Eh, whatever. No. But yeah, <laughs> that, that was kind of, and then sketches like, oh wait, maybe. <laughs> Might have started something here, huh? It's what we do, though. (laughs) Don't don't worry, I'll email Sentai in a few. (laughs) Uh, Look what we did, you know. I kind of blame us for getting DBZ back. (laughs) 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 I always said it would never come back, and that was a lot of crow to swallow. All right, all right, all right. We got a topic today. Never say never. Mm, Let's get to uh, the talk back, guys, because we got a lot of talk back. Yes, we do. Let's get it going. So let's start out with a light-hearted one from Benjamin Pajon. This might have to be the episode title. <laughs> Getting dumped by your hand must be awkward. <laughs> uh, it's not you. It's me. me. Yeah. You're the only friend for me, Mickey. Well, his hand was his best friend on those lonely nights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you need to call me on my all I, all I remember is, I, I believe it was episode two when it happened, where he's like, here, let me help you do that. <laughs> oh, God. Like, oh, my God. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. It's kind of hard for me to think of Piss next to someone who's talking to his Johnson, you know. <laughs> well, you got to have encouragement sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next talk, Mac. Level Nathan writes in, not going to lie, the scene where Satomi is thrown over the edge of the roof by Uragami almost got me. Almost. Not gonna, Not going to lie, same here. Yeah. Yeah, when I saw that the first time, I was like, oh, no. No, Parasite. No. No. 
kill them all with Attack on Titan all over again. I think if that actually had happened, a lot of people would have been happy. <laughs> You're no not wrong. Apparently, Allison wishes that yeah. Tommy died. Allison, yeah, so I... real would have been happy about that. Yeah, Part of me would have been happy. At least it would have meant I wouldn't have to hear anymore. Are you the, are you really Shinichi Izumi for the fifteenth time? Oh man! No, no, well, she finally clarified. Uh, he is indeed Shinichi Izumi. Yeah, I'm glad it finally got through your head after like twenty something episodes. <laughs> I am the real Shinichi Izumi. I just have a parasite in my hand. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not anything different. Yeah. I still got my head on my shoulders. I'm like some parasites. Lord Terminal writes in, the one place where Shinichi differs from Peter Parker, he actually saved his Gwen Stacy. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, awesome. uh, I, I think Lord Terminal won. He has won the podcast tonight. A particular romance in Spider-Man. Oh, oh. oh, oh God. God. Lord Terminal just won. He just won the podcast. Oh. Dude. You, you get props from me on that one right now. <laughs> oh my God! I don't know whether to laugh or cry right now. I know. <laughs> All right, next. Derek Sicknick writes in. It took the entire series for Satomi Murano to realize Shinichi is really Shinichi Izumi. Best girl lives. Incorrect. Oh, no, it lives. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, that's debatable, best girl. To be honest with you, I'll put it to you like this. Debatably, Reiko Tamara was, was best, best girl. girl. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's sweet, dude. That's sweet, sweet, Rag. I'd marry her. Yep. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on to the next talkback. Joshua Knighton writes in, Overall, Parasite is a good anime. I have to hand it to the creators. Yes, I went there. <laughs> and Jacobson Craig oh, responded God. I'd say something about applause and hands but I promise to make no more hand puns <laughs> uh, too late mm, I'm dying it, I think Jason and Craig is supposed to be on, on the podcast soon so we're definitely gonna... oh boy <laughs> I know <laughs> this he sends be... in some of the best topics yeah I know Speaking of which, here's another one from him. This great series left some loose ends. I wish they'd show Shinichi confessing his parasite secrets to Murano. I agree. Uh, mm. I think she kind of already figured it out, bro. <laughs> I don't know. Part but, of me feel like that would have been even more bittersweet than the way it actually ended. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, look, Satomi, um, I used to be half a parasite, but then now it's like dormant, so I'm totally normal now. So... It's fine. So, you up for some coitus later? <laughs> no, I got like half a parasite left inside of me. What the? No. This relationship Chris is Corey over. with the music, man. Wait, wait. I got a better one. I got a better one. Wait. Was that the parasite touching me or you? <laughs> Can't it be both? <laughs> they did become one. Mm-hmm. MXA Ghost writes in, That was a brilliantly executed ending for Parasite the Maxim. A bit existentialist for my taste, but it fits the show. Mm. Yeah, it was fairly existentialist. <laughs> Frank Full Metal writes in, Parasite is one of my favorite anime. Good action with an even greater message. Shinichi and Migi are an unbeatable duo. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Another hundred Agreed. points for you, Frank. 
<laughs> they may have had their differences, but they worked it out in the end. They came together in the end, you could say. Hey, mm-hmm. of course. Hey, Shinichi was his right-hand man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God damn it. Don't you mean uh, Miki was his right-hand man? Oh. Oh, there you go. Nah, we know Miki was really running that show, man. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> you don't do it if I will kill you. <laughs> and Lord Terminal writes in, quite simply, thanks for the ride, Parasites. Yeah, Murano pretty dear much ride him. <laughs> oh lord oh god <laughs> and in the semi-long-standing tradition of uh reading more lengthy responses oh, here are some emails uh first from uh don east so that was parasite how was it it was all right visually it was really good and i actually like the background music Voice acting was hit or miss. Brittany Karbowski was amazing as Miggy, but Adam Gibbs Shinichi was a bit wooden. Maybe it's because I'm a romantic, but I love the romantic subplot with Shinichi and Murano throughout the series, mostly because I felt she provided the needed anchor to help Shinichi in his struggle to maintain his humanity. Unlike Kill a Kill, though, I'm not gonna stay up to watch the rerun cycle. You call that romance, dude? Really? Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I already still... made my comment on the romance. I mean, it's it's cute, but that's and all. And I is. do agree that it's it was important that he had somebody to kind of anchor his humanity. Dude, because, Missio did that. Well, eventually. <laughs> but to be fair, it is better than most of the romances that we've seen as a whole in the entirety of the entire two seasons of Sword Art Online. Ouch. Ooh. You know, I actually Ow. do like the relationship between Kirito and Asuna. So do I. Well, that's Ow. the only one that matters. What? Everyone else is just like stupid harem smuck bait. Oh, you are absolutely correct. Yes. That is the only one that matters. It's like, uh. you're not going to give me a tactic character who's going to be killed off before the first act is over. Like, what the... No. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. No, I hear you. Seriously, no, man. Hey, at least Shinichi actually accomplished the impossible, man, because Tatsumi didn't. Shinichi, rest in peace, Shinichi's virginity. <laughs> I salute you. Never <laughs> May it be buried forever because it, you only get one. <laughs> Everybody gets one. Here lies Shinichi. Shinichi's virginity. Finally scored. She like finally scored. <laughs> Next. Oh, a couple more emails. This one from uh, Arturelia. When they announced Parasite was coming to Toonami, I was skeptical, but I watched it because I usually watch whatever Toonami airs on the block. And it's time to eat my doubts. This was a great show. I liked the characters, what it showed us about life, and how it made us question who the real monsters were, humans or the parasites. The dub was superb, the animation was very nice, and the music was fitting, and the plot was interesting. I will say it is a bit weird, like what aliens do when they take over a human body, but not overly much. My final thoughts are, this show might not be for everyone, but for those who like this type of thing, go for it. It's an entertaining show all the way through, and the ending is satisfying as well. Another great anime. Yes, it was. No, I gotta say, it kind of reminds you of the faculty, man, in anime (laughs) form. (laughs) Except you didn't have Usher in there. <laughs> Go on to the next knockback, please. The fapping. <laughs> I will admit, 
Like, it is the kind of guy we don't know anything about these aliens, like where they come from or anything. It's just, oh, they came from a planet, and now we're going to take it over by drilling drilling into all these humans. Like, okay. Well, it's actually more likely the case that they came from some scientist on Earth. Probably. But we'll never really know. Someone was trying to play God and then just stop. Yeah, that always ends well. <laughs> I think in the case, it, if, if that is the case, that some scientist was like, I need to cull humanity. I will send out a natural predator. And then the parasites were kind of like, that guy was an idiot. Let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> we are all going to die if we follow his instructions. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of the final episode of um, Konosuba. <laughs> Oops, I guess I did that, didn't I? Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. That's, that's the show that she wants if you, if you like, hate sword art and how it takes itself so seriously. <laughs> it's just asshole harem, the anime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just if a bunch of screw-ups were in an MMO, though it's not technically an MMO, it's just kind of a vaguely MMO-ish fantasy world, but enough about that show. Check it out. It's good. It's on Crunchyroll. Mm-hmm. Feel of approval. So, Lemo Nathan writes in a somewhat lengthy email. I said it once and I'll say it again. What has transpired in this series is what would happen if the thing crash landed in a densely populated area, minus a bit more chaos and pandemonium and flamethrowers. All joking aside, all joking in, all joking in comparisons aside, I thoroughly enjoyed the series. I felt like it felt like a breath of fresh air from all the shonen moe looking material that I have seen in recent years for a slightly philosophical sci-fi horror series that was a remake of a fairly old manga. It was very well written and was decently acted by the English cast. The series does have its drawbacks, however. The music, while it never really bothered me as I got used to it after a while, may have people feeling a bit disconnected from the story and the tone it's trying to set. The dubstep-like techno music may feel a bit jarring to some viewers. Another conflict comes with the story itself. I left this series with more questions than it could answer. The origin of the parasites is one of the biggest question marks of the show. On one hand, I do like the series leaves some things for the viewers to figure out from their imagination. On the other hand, I don't think that the writers of the show knew how to answer the questions they presented. The mayor conspiring to rid the world of humans using the parasites somehow really didn't help. And the final battle between Goto and Shinichi was also disappointing. It was almost like they didn't know how to end the battle, so they used Migi in Deus Ex Machina moments. That was a bit unsatisfying. How badass, yet admittedly unlikely, would it have been if Shinichi beat Goto with only one arm? That being said, the pros to this show far outweigh the cons. Again, the acting was above average for an English dub, and the art design was very good. I would recommend this series to people who are looking for an action horror sci-fi anime with a bit of mystery behind it. 7 out of 10. I would rate it higher. Yeah, it definitely, <laughs> it's definitely a lot higher than that. Yeah, I mean, like, seriously, it didn't, leave me, it didn't leave me with a lot of questions except for the one thing with the um, parrot what the parasites really were and who actually created them. That's probably the only question that I have. Right, but you kind of... I mean, honestly, like, you do have that question, but you don't. Because if you remember the episode where Shinichi's parents went away on vacation, that parasite came out of a plant. 
They came out well, of spores. Well, they came out of spores. Right. Yeah, they came out of spores that opened up so, and released the little parasites. And, and it seemed like the series was hinting that the parasites were actually something from the Earth. And, like, as we've talked, possibly something to destroy the human race in some sense. But... You know, so I mean, it wasn't a natural occurrence. It was, it was definitely something. It was a phenomenon, yeah. right? So I, I mean, I guess there is. I mean, yes, it doesn't really answer where they came from, but at the same time, there is kind of some little bit of an explanation, kind of. But maybe a little bit. Yeah. I mean, Shinichi at least contemplates the possibility but, that they were sent to call humanity. I, I think this guy read way too much into the series i i wouldn't Maybe. i wouldn't say the music like I, I never i at never at at no point during this series did i feel that the music was bad nor did i feel like the intro to this series was bad i actually thought it was a great intro and i think i actually think the, the cut down version that sensei sent to tsunami because of obviously you know they had to do that it's pretty time. good as far as cut versions go yeah. it's way yeah. better than most of the yeah. stuff Funimation oh, yeah. sent lately Exactly. And the English cast, I mean, it's not going to be a, like a Funimation cast, but it's still, it was, it, for Sentai, I mean, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, like, it's I, it's mm-hmm. definitely a very good dub by Sentai standards, and I know that that's not a real nice thing to say, but Sentai's had some really bad dubs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they, they still got a way to go before they can get up to that height of quality that they had back in the good old ADV days. Oh, I don't know. A lot of those dubs do not hold yeah, up well. <laughs> well, at least like the mid two thousand dubs, not not like early nineties type. Okay, stuff. no one is breaking the good, Evangelion. Not, yeah. Oh my gosh, the first Evangelion dub. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Target. At least it wasn't um, pilot candidate though. Oh, hey, Disco <laughs> hey, no. rescued that. I know. Damn it. <laughs> of all the shows to rescue, Disco Tech. <laughs> Why did I, you do us <laughs> like that? Wait, what show? <laughs> Pilot candidate. For what purpose? I, oh, I, I don't. Maybe they wanted to hear Joshua Seth really bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, can't get Digimon, so uh, Pilot candidate. They could have gotten Cyborg 009. That hasn't been released. Oh, oh, I wish. Oh, how I wish. I'm honestly surprised you guys didn't say that was one of the darkest shows Tsunami didn't air aired back in the day. You know, it is. It is one of the darkest shows. Because the very Gun concept wearing. of Cyborg 009 is dark. Yeah. Humans getting, you know, modified into weapons is a disturbing thought in right off the bat. But oh, also, the whole the whole storyline of Cyborg 009 is, is pretty, pretty freaking dark. Yeah, I really want somebody to re- license rescue that because I want to watch it again. I actually have the... The uncut DVD that Sony put out, but it's the only first eight, eight episodes. episodes. Yep. Oh. It's not enough. <laughs> yeah, but I digress. I never got the finish this run, and I am sad. Mm-hmm. Only 49 episodes or something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm told that maybe the OVAs, I, the, the last episodes were OVAs that were not necessarily part of the contract, even though they were the next episodes in sequence. So that's kind of stupid, but uh, I just think like their rights expired at like the worst possible time during a big cliffhanger moment. All right, well I think that's it for the uh, talk back. Yeah, yeah, finally, my gosh, uh, I'm really glad that Tsunami played Parasite. It's 
it was definitely one of my favorites from 2014 into 2015 that it kind of aired in both. Yeah. And I mean, uh... for Toonami, uh, probably my favorite show that aired on Toonami this past year. Mm. I'm an Second, second favorite for me, probably. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, One Piece is always my favorite, but... <laughs> Bias! Kill a Kill was probably my favorite, personally. Kill a Kill was a very good choice. I'm... Had so, a good no, yeah. Oh yeah! Oh, kill kill had a great though. Um, but yeah, I loved Parasite, and just mad, mad props to Brittany Karbowski for Migi. He's just so good, just yeah. perfect. And I gotta say, uh, though I was not entirely sure about Adam Gibbs initially, he knocked it out of the park in the end. So great on him! Fantastic job. So for the, the longest guy? time, I was like, wouldn't it be great if it was like Chris Patton or whatever? But now I'm glad that it was somebody who hasn't had that much, didn't have that many roles under his belt because then it really allows him to be the character right. as opposed to, oh, that's just so and so voicing that's just another. Sagara. <laughs> that's just Chris Sabat. <laughs> <laughs> well, now he has something great under his resume. Yeah, oh, exactly. Uh, well, he got to play the like the teenage boy in the Grave of the Fireflies region, oh, so yeah. that's kind of uh, monumental. I need to watch that movie. Or not, I heard it's really depressing. It it will make you want to die. Yeah. Oh, God. If, you don't cry, if you don't cry out to watch it, it is, you have no soul. It is, oh, Gosh, it hurts to watch that movie. I well, I got it. a bit teary and I during a certain segment in Fire Emblem Awakening, so who knows, maybe I'll cry. Uh, yeah, pro- probably. Don't worry, I'll shoot you in the foot and pitch in right, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not crying. I'm sweating out of, out of my, my eyes. <laughs> it's right. raining. That's right. Men do not cry. We sweat from our eyes. That's, That's right. It's build up a lot of perspiration in our souls. I would say if anybody, <laughs> if anybody hasn't seen this series or hasn't seen the whole series all the way through, I would definitely watch the, uh, the rerun at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. So... Definitely, yeah. and and buy the Blu-rays. Oh, yeah. I, I may actually buy the Blu-ray. I may actually do that. Ooh, Blu-ray, the BVD. Putting his money where his mouth is. Yeah, straight. <laughs> yeah, so Parasite's think... a good show. I mean, I yeah, I never, I never really got to say my piece, but I mean, go ahead, real quick. Here it is. I, I, I loved it. It was a great addition to the block. Um, I, it was so good. I was, I was a little, little bit of an eager beaver. Like halfway through, <laughs> halfway through, had to just finish it on Crunchyroll, yeah. didn't you? You yes, little, I did. you little minx. Mm. <laughs> oh, that scampy caboosey. Those cliffhangers. Well, you know, I just wanted to ruin it for Arthur Mesa. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a good enough reason. Yeah, yeah. that's always a good reason. That's I hate me. you, Arthur. That's a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> In a sense, I kind of wish I had waited until it aired on Toonami, but. I had no idea that it would. So better, better that I did that with a Kamiga kill, so I could, you know, at least enjoy it once. Mm. <laughs> hey, I, like I don't think I would have bothered to watch it if I had seen it on Crunchyroll before. Uh, I'm glad I did watch a Kamiga kill on Crunchyroll first, though. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm very glad they aired Parasite. It was a fantastic show, and you know, it's a lot of shows on Toonami get a lot of divided opinions, but I feel like. At least the majority of people really liked Parasite. 
I did. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. That that was just my general impression from what little I know of of people's responses to Toonami's current programming. But oh. it's definitely no no extremes of oh this is absolutely terrible or is Toonami playing this? So, no no sort of online levels of what the fuck is this shit. <laughs> oh man! I swear, Jim would probably shake your hand right about now. Oh, well, good on you, Toonami Watchers, for supporting Parasite through its entire run because it did really well and well enough to get another run. And I like to see that because Parasite is is not a typical kind of show for Toonami. Really, it, mm-hmm. it's got more horror elements than Toonami shows tend to have. It's got more mystery and intrigue elements so it's good to see that this show actually did well and hopefully they'll pick up another show like it sometime yeah fingers crossed to get another sentai show to replace it sometime down the line but jesse prince i'm hoping for something like it's, it's a bit of a wild card but persona 4 hmm persona 4 would be interesting yeah, it would be like, I really like that show. I, like, I think that would be not perfect because, you know, it, it obviously takes place in high school. I know some people are just like, ugh, high school. But I think it's a good show. It's a good enough adaptation of a video game. Black Bullet. <laughs> Heard that that's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah? And I've, I've been hesitant to check it out. Me too. We should watch it together, please. Or we could wait to see if it shows up on Toonami. <sighs> huh? But huh? we never know. We never, we never know. If yeah. it shows up on Tsunami, we just get to enjoy it a second time. With spoilers. I see no downsides to that. Well, there were other things that aired on Tsunami this week. We actually got a new lineup promo for the block that's starting next week. That is that the first time they've ever done that? Yes. I feel like it is. Mm. I want to say I don't yes. think so. I want to say, well... Maybe a lineup promo, but I mean, I do remember that they did the promo for, hey, guess what? Um, Lucky Sevens. And oh, then, yeah, yeah, you're right. And <laughs> then then the Shippuden and Space Dandy. Well, yeah, but I mean, specifically a lineup promo. A lineup promo? Because <sighs> they do promote the next show coming the week before. They Usually, almost yeah. Almost always. But, I mean, yeah. alongside that, I mean, they're... I mean, I really wouldn't consider that this week's goodie since, um, I mean, first it aired outside of the block at, like, mm-hmm. during Black Family Guy. It did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> really cool. Family Guy with an afro. <laughs> Cleveland <laughs> show. I'm sorry. That's what I, that's what okay, I call man. it. I it's, mean, it's... it's still funny. You're right. It is, a black, it is a Black Family Guy. Except his chin doesn't look like a set of balls. My name's like <laughs> Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we got. But I, I did see it air in Tsunami. Yeah, so. yeah. Of so, but was there anything else? Like, I don't think there was a music video. Or there anything. there no. was a music video. Oh, was there? Oh, there was. Yeah. During yeah, they always air their music videos during Shippuden. Oh right, okay. So there was a music video. Huh. Mm-hmm. I guess that's technically the goodie. So I guess we'll probably just see the lineup promo again next week. Yeah, it'll probably just be like, hey, it's now, <laughs> not next it's Saturday. Now. Well, on the other hand, they might throw a game review on or something. Uh, I mean, yeah, I can see that happening. Um, I think they've already made this. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. We'll see what oh, happens. Oh, we won't, oh, we won't oh, find out until Here's Spears what late. they're working on this week. New bumpers. Oh, yes. actually, no. Please no. make new bumpers. No. They they already have the Hunter Hunter intro done because they teased it on the Tumblr. So they're obviously done. They're just sitting on them. Well, anyway, I hope we have a new bump slate next we... week. Because otherwise, if they don't update those bumps until Samurai Champloo ends. <laughs> I mean, they're changing out, what, two shows. That's definitely grounds for changing the whole set. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not going to get started on that. Don't, don't. I completely agree. Please. And this, is, this is the biggest. Oh, boy. This That's is scary. the most significant lineup change that they've had since Parasite started. Yeah. So, there you go. Mm, yeah. O- opportune week to change things up. Also, please, yep. please, I don't I don't want to see Frieza and Ice Hunter arc bumpers for One Piece and DBC yeah. anymore. <laughs> You, did you notice they had Cell in the in the yeah yes they did in the, yeah <laughs> Cell in the lineup so. promo ooh <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not too far away actually no it is not I'm I'm really surprised how faster and faster we're we're getting to uh, the inevitable Boo saga oh, maybe yes. Huh? Yes. who knows <laughs> but um yeah let's get to the talkbacks all right. Michael Cole Morgan writes in, People like to shit on Krillin in DBZ, but this dude scored Android 18. Goku, the hero, he got Chi-Chi, and Vegeta got Bulma. Now, now, hang on now. You don't, you don't want to say disparaging things about Bulma when Vegeta's in earshot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, yeah, I know. That's my Bulma! <laughs> like, maybe he needs to slap her around more often. Funny to get powered up like that. That <laughs> yeah. was funny. But seriously, though, Krillin and Vegeta got the best deal out of that man because Chi Chi looked like an old hag, man. <laughs> yeah, Chi Chi. She didn't age well, man. She didn't age super well. Well, whereas Goku ages phenomenally because he's a mm. Saiyan. I mean, like you seriously, mean... dude. Saiyan. Don't you mean? Saiyan? I'm just saying. <laughs> out of everybody, man, I was just like, no, I mean Saiyajin. <laughs> oh, okay. Saiyan people. The Saiyan people, because I am the power warrior. <laughs> right. <laughs> Moving on. That Malaysian dub. Oh, God. Yashasan87 writes in, Android 18, bring in the pain. She would make a good dominatrix. If her boobs were bigger. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you and the I was going to say, no matter how many times I see Android 18 break both of Vegeta's arms. Oh! Dude. <laughs> so painful looking. Could have been worse. Yeah. Could have broke something else. <laughs> his pride. Yeah, his pride, his pride up and down words. that up and down that road that pride was broken. Moving on. Dal Fack writes in regarding Samurai Champlu. Jin's a real man's man. Taking out five guys with a single strike from a sitting position, no less. Talking to two chicks at the same time. Doesn't even matter that he tweaked his back. Worth it. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty cool, though. Jefferson Craig writes in, What did we learn today? That a man will perform at his full potential when a woman promises to rock his world. <laughs> that is actually the truth. It is. Dude, you learned that you can do superhuman-like things. Maybe that'll boost my confidence. Hey, dude, trust me, it boosted <laughs> my confidence. Unless it's Lilo. 
Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Give him one snap, Steve. <sighs> and another from Jefferson Craig. This from One Piece. The Sniper King song was awesome, but I'm ready to hear the poo sop theme. Ooh. <laughs> Shit joke. <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't there we go. Time. It was oh. only a matter of time before the actual Japanese One Piece made a poop joke. <laughs> hmm. Well, four kids did that years ago. <laughs> that hard and way. Allison writes in, "This zombie stuff in One Piece is awesome. It's all right. Yeah. I like their interpretation of zombies in One Piece. It's a bit different. They're it's really more like Frankenstein's, to be honest. <laughs> well, That's Frankenstein monsters. At least these zombies have emotions. Ah, uh, yeah, true. They get upset when Very you hit them." Yeah, they yeah they get upset when somebody says mean things to them. That too, yes. <laughs> like Luffy, he's just like, I want to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Cerberus. Well, that does it for the rest of the miscellaneous talkbacks. Now, per request, we're going to discuss our favorite Gundam series. Um, favorite Gundam series. Well, this this topic came to me because, well, Gundam Unicorn just had its TV run recently premiere. So I'm just like, eh, why not? It's an unrelated. And I'm really enjoying Gundam Unicorn again, even though I've already seen all the OVAs. So, why not? Like, what would it be? What, like, how are we going to do it? Like, best two? Yeah, or just can, favorite one? Talk about two if you, if you keep it brief. All right, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be brief. Well, Trump. one of my first Gundam theories that I actually like is Cross Angie. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it has boobs yeah. and women yeah. and all that stuff, and it's Gundam meets dragons. What more could you ask for? Uh, but not. It's not April 1st anymore, bro. I did watch that series all the way through, though. I, I do I do like that, though, but in all honesty... Hey, you know, if people can actually get through the first couple episodes of that show, they may find it to be rather interesting. Exactly, and, that's what kept and, me And intrigued. then the end. Oh, gosh, the end. <laughs> <laughs> but Cross Edge is not a Gundam series. No, but I it is from Sunrise, <laughs> and it is from the director of Gundam Seed. <laughs> oh, well, that explains everything. <laughs> exactly. Well... I, I mean, that explains why Tuck looks like freaking Kira. Yeah, he does. So what are your real favorite Gundam series? Well, we already mentioned this before, but I really, really like G Gundam. G Gundam is just one of my favorite series. Honestly, I haven't seen it all the way through, but I like how completely different it is compared to every other Gundam series that has been shown as far as I can remember, or at least as far as I've seen. It's just this over-the-top, essentially tournament battle style anime series and I just like I just really like that in general as a whole it was something different compared to you know Wing and classic OG Gundam and all the other Gundams that aired on Toonami at that time frame well it was pretty much like Gundam meets the wrestling federation at that time man that's the best way I can describe it pretty much 
<laughs> because the herb became the ring. <laughs> and some of the ridiculous stereotype freaking uh, Gundams that they had. Tequila Gundam. <laughs> we ain't gonna even talk about the one from the Netherlands that looked like a freaking windmill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I ain't gonna even mention the, the one Sailor from... Moon Gundam. Oh! <laughs> Dude, I wanted to say Moon Prism Power so bad with that. Alan B. Beardsley. <laughs> And Shibbity Crockett, the most American of Gundam pilots. I do, right? Oh my god! It's really quite amusing. Well, if you wanted something uh, fairly recent that's kind of like G Gundam, not really, but in a similar sense, a tournament series involving Gundams, Gundam oh, Build Fighters. Mm-hmm. Gundam Build Fighters is kind of like our current G Gundam. <laughs> Only no one dies in this show. Well, yeah, because it's it's really for kids. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. I watch a lot of kids' show. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's it's a really good kids' show. And it has, you know, it has an interesting plot and all of that, so it's not like it's written down or anything, but it is. It's, you know, it's family-friendly. Which is... Unusual for Gundam. Well, you had SD Gundam. You did have that. There, mm. there have been multiple versions of SD Gundam. But I don't like cheating. <laughs> I had a friend that loves the hell out of that show for some reason. <laughs> I guess the only other one I can really think off the top of my head is well, barring Iron Blood Orphan, because I know that's everyone's favorite right now. Um, I know I really like um Double O. Double O for me just like has it has some issue with some of its characterizations and whatnot, but it's not. But it was the first time like Gundam felt really like well made. Like the animation in that show compared to something like Seed and Seed Destiny in particular was some of the best I saw up until that point. Ooh yeah. And, and to be fair, towards Seed and Seed Destiny, they were the first shows that Sunrise produced with digital ink and paint. But still, they looking back at those recently, it's like, eh, <laughs> haven't hauled up. Nope. But, um, yeah, I really like Double O. I didn't particularly care much about the movie um, Awakening of the Trailblazer because aliens, and I'm just like, no. I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> it's just it's just kind of dumb. You might like it. You might hate it. it it's a hater. It, it's a love or hate type movie. It can incite mm. the inner hater in you that comes out. <laughs> I see. Well, look into it, it sometime. It's hit or miss. I really enjoyed Double O. I think that might be my current favorite. Mm. I say right, right about now, my current favorite would be IBO. But all you know, overall though, it was gonna be G Gundam, Wing, and then you know, uh, IBO. It's, it's just just how we working with that right there. Iron Blood was good. Uh, and chicks loved it for the fan service, so dudes having their shirts off. <laughs> little equal opportunity fan service, huh? Hey, look at dude. Yeah. They had a dude named Biscuit on there, man. <laughs> I mean, Don't seriously. Biscuit, Biscuit was a heavy set dude, but like Biscuit had some muscle to him, man. 
Don't <laughs> spoil what happens. I haven't seen past episode 21. Oh, well, you should get on that. <laughs> I need blazing. I'll get on it eventually. And the other thing about IBO, the black man did not die. <laughs> hey, yeah. I really hope he gets voiced by Bo Billingsley in the dub. Don't we fun. all? Oh, oh my gosh, that would oh. be the biggest thing ever. Oh, yes. Jet Black in another anime again. As a black man. So disappointed if yes. not. <laughs> I would accept Keith Silverstein, but I want Bo Billingsley. We all want Bo Billingsley. Maybe we need to make that happen. Caboose. Petition to get Bo Billingsley oh. to play that guy. <laughs> Sadly, if it is a non-union dub, I don't think it will happen. No. Caboose, what's your favorite Gundam? <laughs> what's your level of commitment? SD Gundam. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What did you just say? SD Gundam. Oh, God. <laughs> Who do you think That's... you are? Neil Austin? Well, okay. <laughs> I never really paid it. Like, I really never paid any attention to any of the Gundams on Tsunami at all. Um, SD Gundam's like the only one, like, I really. Well, then again, like, I didn't even really pay much attention to SD Gundam. It's just. I mostly just recall watching that the most. Um, back in, what, 03 or 04? You, know you need to watch some I think it was a three. Yeah, you need to watch some Gundam, man. I mean, I do have a lot of Gundam on these tapes that I received. Ooh, you need to you need to get on that. Oh, yes, you yeah. do. Yes, you do. And I do have all of. Um, I'm pretty sure you'd like G Gundam. Eighth MS team. Um, oh, I I did love G Gundam. Good. Well, there you go. But you go. like like I said, SD Gundam's the one I mostly the, what remember. I what I will say about that, Watch. what I will say but about SD Gundam, is that I go ahead. I did like, but yeah, I did like G Gundam. Um, I don't re really remember watching much of Seed because I felt, I think, whenever, you know, O four tsunami, I didn't stay up the entire night to watch the whole thing. Like I kind of fell asleep during Gundam. <laughs> I'm an asshole. I know. It was the last show of, of the block, so I mean. And you had to get through Dragon Ball GT. Yeah. Oh god. Hey, <laughs> I watched all, <laughs> and I loved. I loved it. I don't know. I enjoyed GT. To be fair, though, Seed was really slow in the beginning. Well, yeah, Seed. Kind of felt slow. With, with, At least it wasn't no Destiny. Destiny was crazy. It right. It's uh. actually the second half is far better. Well, it, it, with uh, with SD Gundam though. Oh, like, Destiny had the opposite problem where it actually started okay and then it got awful. <sighs> Shin Oscar. That's all I gotta say. Uh, <laughs> arguably Destiny, the Destiny worst was... Gundam protagonist ever. I didn't <laughs> even watch the entire series. I just watched the special edition movies. Oh, Destiny. Trying to watch fifty episodes shows. You know, Destiny was like bad probably. sex, man. It sets you up and you get disappointed all the way around. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's so bad. Oh. But, um... The, do not recommend it. <laughs> this, the, the thing with, like, SD Gundam, though, and we've, we've kind of touched on this before in previous podcasts, is, like, it, it sucked as a series, but then, like, towards the end, you got drawn into it, and you're like, wait, what just happened? 
<laughs> it actually got compelling. Yeah, which, you're like you're like weird. You're like, wait a minute, what? Wait, what just happened? Like, yeah. Now I'm invested, and you weren't giving me more episodes. Exactly. Like, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> and they even produced more episodes, but we never saw them on Toonami. They just replayed the first season like eight times. Of what? Again? SD, SD Gundam. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, to be fair, I think Band. What did they? Did they really dub them ahead of time? But then they never released until like the DVDs came out. Something like that. Cause no. I know Bandai later released the complete series on, like, DVD with the second half dubbed. They did. CJ found that recently. I don't know if he bought it, but he found it. Yeah, he did find chapters. it. I was, I, was laughing. I was laughing about that. Oh, <laughs> nice. so... That was the beginning of Gundam being screwed over in America. SD. Yep, it sure was. And then feed started airing on a weekly timeline. It was slow, and then that got shafted to like what yep. one in the morning yep, yep, along yep. the right alongside dot hack and dot hack. Yeah, I don't care what anyone says. I actually like dot hack on Legend of the Twilight. I did. I like yeah, dot hack. Was great. I, or as I like to call it Sword Art Online Zero. Exactly. Like, like I know some people like I don't like I don't care about fine because fine is just like. People talk, and then there's like a brief acting scene, and then they talk again, and then they leave, and then they continue the same thing over and over. Don Hackside is uh, kind of droll. <laughs> That's why I like it's, Legend of the Twilight because it's all—it's mostly action. I yeah, it's Hack. it's funny and it's exciting, and it also stars Bryce Pappenbrook voicing <laughs> a character yep. who may or may not be in a relationship with a sibling. <laughs> and <laughs> Allison Shop as well. That was like the first role I ever heard him in, in all honesty. Freaking Shugo. Shugo! Reason! I'm just like, ugh, please stop. Some Inuyasha Gome <laughs> shit. Only for kids now. Yeah. They ain't got nothing better to do at one in the morning. But that, that was an entertaining show, and I, I watched it more than once because they played it, it so many times. Four times. <laughs> 13 episode series running through four times till the rights expire. Uh, yeah, it seemed like Cartoon Network kind of got stuck with dot hack yeah it like seems they, like they were contractually obligated to mm-hmm. air those series and they didn't want to re-air dot hack sign i guess so they just kept re-airing legend of the twilight bracelet until they got roots and then they played roots until episode 21 the contract like expired that. yeah and they never finished it which is super annoying they refangled it back to episode one i don't yeah, get that they did well apparently they didn't want to Spoil things in the that's game bull. or that's something. Bullshit. Yeah, I heard right that. That's, that's like that's, it even matters. It was on at four in the freaking morning. <laughs> right between Ed and Eddie, like no really? one's gonna get. Oh my god, guys! Yeah, that was. Uh, and you it was like, yeah, no, Hakusho was gone by then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, they moved Hakusho around so Dang. much, man. I was getting pissed off. Yeah, like I don't. It even was like <clears throat> shortly after Toonami moved to Saturday nights. They brought back Cyborg 009 for its second season, and they played Legend of the Twilight Bracelet in that at, in the 1 a.m. hour on Fridays. And then when Cyborg 009 left, they swapped in Gundam Seed, and they also played some other action shows in there at points. But, uh, and then they moved that to 5 a.m., and at that point, uh, Gundam Seed and Dot Hack were running there, and then they, they did the stupidest thing of of cutting of like they move Yu Yu Hakusho, they move Yu Yu Hakusho to five thirty, 
And then instead of bumping up Dot Hack and Gundam, they just condensed them to one slot and alternated them every week. Which to is be, an absolutely obscene way to show those series. To be fair, though, them airing feed at that hour did allow them to get away with airing like the last two episodes nearly uncut. That's true. They When they did finally get to the last two episodes in the 1 a.m. And according to Bandai representatives, it actually did well there. Ooh. Or well-ish. But the precursor it, to the Code Geass. <laughs> oh, I want that show man, to be here. That again. show gets screwed over. All you get is a bumper, and that's it. At least it did. At least, at least it got more promotion than um, Morito. Morito. There you go. Guardian of the Spirit. That's what I should call it. Look, I know that they did not treat Kogias well, but I, I don't really want it to play on Tsunami. I do because I actually uh, own it. That's probably the closest thing we'll ever get to Gundam airing on the block, anyway. Other than you're in the gun. Maybe. Maybe. And since well, it is licensed thing, by Funimation. Sunrise actually has to send that materials. <laughs> oh. <sighs> and it looks time. like this year is Escaflone, and who knows? Like, we only get one a year, apparently, it seems. I don't know. It's stupid. In regards to Funimation, at least Sentai ain't got none of that stuff. No Big O, no Overman King, Geiner, none of that shit. Yeah. What's up with that? They're not at least getting Big O out? That's stupid. Ah, uh, Sunrise, you... Ugh. you Beautiful, disgusting bastards. At least you're streaming Gundam now. Yeah, Properly. <laughs> Still screwed over G-Reco, but that show's shit anyway. <laughs> okay, so that's apparently not among your favorites. <laughs> nope, like, the art style and the animation... Like, to be fair, Sunrise was producing four series at the same time that G-Reco premiered, but that's still, like, crap. Yeah, I also heard that Gundam Age was pretty bad. Yep. So, kind of not too sad that I missed out on that simulcast. Agent, it's not available in the U.S. Agent X are, like, the black sheep of the series, essentially. Really? Oh, From what I've heard. I feel like there's things that I would like about X, but... Well, from what I heard, it's like it wasn't even like a bad series. It just like got cut mid production because of lack of ratings, like Final Fantasy. Oh, uh, I did hear that. And then, and then they had to like that happened condense. to the original Gundam. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> Only thing to say that was toy sales. Yeah. Uh, I think um, Gundam made no kids show. <laughs> what you mean a show about war and all this dying and child soldiers isn't for children? Well. <laughs> Well, apparently it isn't if the, the Japanese equivalent of the Parent Television Council freaking complained about iron-blooded orphans. I'm not too surprised by that. It's kind of brutal. Mm. <laughs> like, Got Mika... cut through the head in a mobile suit. Yeah. Like, even early on, Mika's all like, I'm just going to kill these guys and no buts about it. Kids that's die. what I liked about Mika. He yeah, that's decide... what I like about Mika. Mika's, Mika's a little crazy. <laughs> he's not crazy dude he's just like got a one track mind that Literally. one track mind involves a lot of killing yeah he just wants to he, he, he just wants to what's the word he just wants to appease his senpai yeah. come on six. senpai orga. come on I mean like orga pretty senpai. much he looks like orga for guidance man so he's following yeah. he's acting on orga's will mm -hmm. but I gotta say though he's building up quite a nice little harem though ha <laughs> Yep. I like how the girls are like, let's make a harem. Yeah, I mean, like, Atro was, like, <laughs> like down for no, it. They're, they're not even all, like, against it. They're like, 
he can have his balls, you know, whatever. This isn't Tenchi Muyo. <laughs> it ain't got to be Tenchi Muyo, but you know what? That idea works, though. I want that there again. I'm sorry. Orga, how many people should I kill? <laughs> oh, no. Please, please stop talking, Mika. Your voice is insufferable. <laughs> Mika's a man of few words, but a man of action. That is true. Right, and know. has no appreciation for real cooking. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep eating my rations. Yeah. Raisins. Hey, more for everybody else to eat, man. Just saying. And is that it, people? True. Justice. You could look at it that way. He's sacrificing the good of everybody else. Oh, I just don't see why Sunrise just doesn't like license out their stuff to other companies now, other than these licensed rescue stuff. I don't know, man. It's... It could be worse. Well, they they did actually give uh, Sentai crossings, yeah, and so. Tribe Cool Crew, which they're not going to release. Are they dubbing? Not? It? No, they're not going to dub it. They'll, they'll probably oh. give it a sub only DVD release because it's fifty episodes. They haven't dubbed anything that isn't split core and fifty episodes long. So I highly doubt they're going to dub oh, Tribe Cool Crew. They dubbed Five Brain, didn't they? Well, was that split core? Yeah, they, I'm not sure. They do. They yeah. do Five Brain. Yeah, they dubbed Fibrain. I mean, they I didn't they dub Gintama. They didn't dub Ice Shield. Ugh. We're going to talk about that horror in this dub. <laughs> Crawfans is getting the dub because, well, tits, they speak. Sex sells. The end. It's true. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure they'll be able, be able to make it even more amusing with the dub. <laughs> I, hope, I, hope Kyle, I hope Kyle works on that as well. Yes, hopefully. No. Well, Chris Ayers would be all right. Chris Ayers eh. tends to do some of the better silly dubs. So. That's debatable. I really hope that Amaki Brilliant Park gets a dub, personally. Hmm. I've been meaning to watch that. That's hilarious. So anybody else want to shout out some Gundams? No, we just shout out as much Gundam as we can put out there, man. Well, you all know about Gundam. G Gundam and me, so I don't really need to repeat that. <laughs> this is true. We all love G Gundam. Yes. G Gundam is great, and you should watch it. Obviously, Gundam oh. Wing too, but especially you. Endless Waltz, which is the movie. Mm-hmm. I have all of Endless Waltz the on best. on VHS mm-hmm. during. <laughs> it's the also the best Christmas movie. Yes, it is. <laughs> I thought. No, Die I'm Hard sorry. I'm sorry. It's the second best Christmas movie because the best Christmas movie is Die Hard. There you go. I was about to do something. Give me Kyle Yayo. Exactly. <laughs> well, I guess with that, we can uh, wrap this show up. Yeehaw! All right, so uh, I I, I'm so hungry. <laughs> Likewise. Let's talk about... Let's... Hello, Mr. Hungry. Can I call you so? <laughs> All right, well, let's get to Maybe. it. Maybe. I mean, could that be my title? No. So? <laughs> Still don't have a title. Your title is Fappy Matsu. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could actually be the director of Hentai Acquisitions. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> working on that Blah Blue Girl deal. Oh, yeah. Am all right, all right, all right, all right. What? Let's get to no. it. No. Come on. Okay. All right, let's get to it. So you can email us, podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Let us know what your talkback is each and every week. There's anything you want to talk to us about involving the podcast, and of course, if you've donated to our Patreon, please email us there as well. 
Again, that's podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, you can also listen to us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash tsunamifaithfulpodcast. Again, you can download us there. You can like the podcast there. Uh, please do follow us there so that way you can listen to the podcast and hear it first when it first comes out. And uh, please do comment as you're listening to the podcast because we really love listening to that or actually seeing that as well. Um, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Tsunami Podcast. And you can tumble with us on Tumblr. It's Tsunami Faithful Official.tumblr.com. And as always, if you've missed an episode of the podcast, you can easily get any of those podcasts by going to podcast.tsunamifaithful.com for all the episodes. Most of our exclusives are there. Uh, if you can't find them, they are on tsunamifaithful.com, not the podcast site. So, And like our friend here did, uh, you can donate to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash tsunamifaithfulpodcast. Please help us out if you can. Remember, if you do, if you donate $5, uh, you can come on the podcast, and if you do, like Malik just did, you can come on, if you donate $7, you can come on the podcast and also choose the topic. So uh, if you guys want to do that, donate now and you can come on. Uh, we have, I think, one, maybe two more people, so we're looking to get everybody else on as well. So, And we will abuse you. Let's get on out of here. Malik, where can they find you on Twitter, sir? Dead, but seriously. Um... You can find me at Levy Anime. I usually just tweet out random stuff. I do the occasional thinking of commentary to video. I do other random stuff in general. I occasionally do streaming. I occasionally stream some um, playthroughs and whatnot on Twitch. Once again, it's just Levy Anime. And um, I also have a YouTube channel where I upload said videos on onto that channel, even though it's been dormant for well over two years. So... Don't be surprised if you see some old stuff. Um, Levy Anime Man, I believe, is the name of that. And that's pretty much it. I'm just, like, around, all around, and just busy doing nothing, really. Well, I guess people will start uh, tweeting you now, so there you go. Yes, treat me. Validate me. I am so bored. <laughs> uh, Caboose, where can they find you, sir? They can find me on Twitter, uh, leading to... Uh... <laughs> Malik right now. <laughs> yes! Here you go. Um, you can find me at uh, Caboose Jr. on, um, let's see, Twitter, SoundCloud, MixCloud, um, Tumblr, the YouTubes. I think that's it. I forget. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, if you want to hang out and whatnot, you know, um, you know, feel free to hit me up. It's, Very lonely. Yeah, I started my I started up a new PSN account. Um, it's the same. Um, it's Tokusaki Junior without any spaces and whatnot. So, you know, feel free. All right. So, sketch or not sketch? Darrell, where can they find you? Oh, you can find me at ukami underscore samurai seven at twitter dot com. You can also follow me on my fraternity's account, which is nasiha underscore roho um, adenasi at twitter dot com. And also, if you want to send me any evil emails, you can do that at derailmanox at tsunamifaithful dot com. And if you want to ask me questions, get that s dot fm backslash ukami seventy five. Senor Sketch, if your mic is still working, for the last time. It's the connection, not the microphone. <laughs> sure. What? 
I'm I'm not lying. I don't. <laughs> Sketch needs better. Sketch needs better internet. That's all. Anyway, Sketch go ahead. needs internets. Please send internets. In the eye of the angels. Oh, stop! stop. <laughs> yeah. Sketch Sarah McLaughlin, really, really. In the, in the <laughs> Sad puppies. Sad, Sad sketch. Asking for internet. Anyways, where can they find you, sir? You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. You can tumble with me, sketch1984.tumblr.com. You can ask me questions on ask.fm backslash sketch1984. And if you have any questions or suggestions for the podcast, you can direct those to either of the emails, sketch at tsunamifaithful.com or podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. And Paul, where can they find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrello, as usual. You can find me on Instagram, instagram.com slash Paul Pascrello. And, of course, you can find me. You can ask me questions, ask.fm slash Paul Pascrello. And uh, one last thing real quick. Um, I will be, those of you that are that live in upstate New York, if you want to come and see me, I have two panels on April 23rd. One will be at Flower City Comic Con, which is brand new. That will be at 10.30 in the morning. God help me. And uh, then, hopefully, if I can somehow <laughs> if I can somehow get Steve to convince Steve to help me, uh, I'll have, I'm going to have another panel, which has been confirmed. Either way, if Steve's there or not. Um, it will be, I believe it's 6 or 6.30 at Toricon. Uh, Steve Bloom's going to be at, at the con. I'm hoping to get him as part of the panel, so... Keep an ear out on Twitter because I may have that. Also, I have a couple of uh, voice actors slash actresses that will be sending me some stuff. So if you go, you will be first to see that. So be sure to join me at those panels. But um, yeah, that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you guys, as usual, for listening each and every week. We certainly do appreciate it. And remember, we do this each and every week for you, especially when the internet connection doesn't work. <laughs> and God help sketch this week. But that's it for the Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Peace. We're out. Deuces. Deuces. <laughs> 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 <laughs>